Thank you for joining us today on another installment of Frost and Sullivan's exciting podcast series highlighting key disruptive technologies, growth opportunities, economic trends, new business models, industry convergence, emerging geographies and much more. I'm Renita Das, Vice President and Partner with the Transformational Health Team, and today I'll be talking about femtech that highlights key growth opportunities across the world. Frost and Sullivan defines femtech in the context of healthcare as a term that encompasses any device, diagnostic product, software, app or service or any combination thereof that uses technology to focus exclusively on women's health. These could serve disease conditions exclusive to women or even those that affect more women than men. In 2002, the World Health Organization recognized gender as an important determinant of health. Yet disparities exist for women globally in terms of access to care, affordability, but most importantly, availability of solutions that cater to their specific health needs. Surely breast cancer has received a lot of focus today. but it could also be argued that this was more due to a larger gender neutral focus on cancer other health conditions where women are more affected have been neglected in the past for example clinical trials for chronic diseases such as cardiovascular disorders have only 35% of female participants today in trials it must be noted that this scenario is gradually changing So what are the emerging growth opportunities in femtech representing a target market which is more than 50% of the world's population? 2020s, 2030s and 2040s is what we define in Frost and Sullivan as the decade of the she economy. Female economic power will outpace that of leading nations like China and the United States by 2020. Equal male and female employment rates would boost the economy of developed countries by 9%. In emerging nations this could add an additional 30% to the economic output. 37% of high net worth individuals globally will be women and they will control more than 20% of total wealth. Why aren't then we focusing on female technology products? for this large universe. So what are the three growth opportunities that Frost and Sullivan have identified in female technology? The first one is reproductive health. Women make up 48.1% of the world's population. Approximately 57% of women are in the 15 to 54 age group, which means this large population of over 2 billion women experiences menstruation fertility and pregnancy at any given time another 10% of the women's population experiences menopause in fact proston sullivan predicts that over 1 billion women will be entering menopause by 2020 the rise of femtech has led to a surge of wide solutions designed for menstruation care fertility solutions pregnancy care pelvic and sexual health and menopause Companies willing to capitalize on this opportunity can serve women's needs with simple business models or niche areas within the space. Another possibility is providing alternatives to conventional menstruation care products that does not exist before or were not 
easily available, such as organic products are a good example. The second growth opportunity for Femtech is female-focused cancers. We're talking about three big cancers today, uterine, cervical, and breast. Breast cancer has received due focus in the last few decades, but the other women-centered cancers have not. We are talking about treatment here with cancer. There's enough focus on treatment already, but we are not talking about research, funding, and diagnostics. The challenge with all cancers continues to be detection. Early detection has helped breast cancer mortality rates decline by 40% almost in the U.S. in the last 15 years. According to the WHO, survival rates for breast cancer vary from more than 80% in North America to 60% in middle-income countries to below 40% in lower-income countries. Unfortunately, the biggest challenge of all in treating women's cancers is screening. There is a huge cultural issue on this, which has traditionally prevented women from actively seeking medical counsel when experiencing health symptoms that could be early indicators to these cancers. Another problem, of course, is access to the right diagnostic setup, which can be a major hindrance, especially in rural areas and underdeveloped populations. There is a tremendous need to design solutions that can help women comfortably seek care, as well as solutions that can address local culture and privacy issues when screening women for these conditions. Solutions are already available that pair a portable colposcope with a feed transmitted to a remote doctor for assessment for cervical cancer. Another approach that is doing really well is a no-contact behind-the-screen thermal imaging and artificial intelligence for breast cancer screening to address cultural issues. Several disease conditions such as depression, multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis are known to affect more women than men. Yet, the treatment is completely gender neutral. In this day of precision medicine and personalized health, we really need to get gender-specific approaches to target these diseases. The third growth opportunity that we will focus on today is diseases affecting more women than men. These diseases are depression, multiple sclerosis, and rheumatoid arthritis, as they are known to affect more women than men. Yet the treatment approach for these diseases are very gender neutral. In this day of precision medicine and personalized health, we need gender-specific approaches to target these diseases. Solutions around managing these disease conditions also need to acknowledge these differences. However, only a handful of solutions and clinics exclusively for women exist today. Within care delivery, women-exclusive clinics can address health issues and mental conditions holistically with cross-disciplinary and wellness approaches to help women manage and improve their health better. At a time when the healthcare industry is struggling with rising healthcare costs, attempts to reduce these costs and value-based care efforts and the trends of precision medicine and health that are focused on achieving the quadruple aim These overlooked areas like Femtech as new revenue streams and growth opportunities for healthcare stakeholders can dramatically increase. The advent of digital technologies, a growing startup boom culture, and rising Femtech investments are all supportive of the trend. The pioneers stand to make the most of these opportunities, and we believe 
that at Frost and Sullivan, this is a $50 billion opportunity in the future. On that note, I hope you have enjoyed this session. Please join us for future podcasts and to know more about our growth partnership services, reach out to digital at frost.com. Thank you so much for your time.